Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Welcome to the show, Cami. I'm so excited to have you on here. First, let's start off with some icebreakers so people get to know you. Um, I'm sure you probably get asked this a lot, but are you related to Matt LeBlanc from the show's Friends? Obviously, everybody knows the show Friends. Yeah, no, I'm not. And also, I've never watched the show Friends, so it makes it even funnier, I think. You know what's crazy is I have not either. I, I think I've seen like a half episode. Yeah, so. everyone is, I mean, in the U.S., everyone's like obsessed with that show, it seems like. But I'm from Canada, so I just, they, yeah, they ask and I'm like, one, no, Overrated. and two, I'm, I don't really know who that is. So it's not big in Canada, huh? That show, that show is just not that popular? No, I think we, I mean, especially because I'm from the French-Canadian side, like, mm-hmm. we watch TV in French, so... Yeah, like so the I, jokes just don't hit. Yeah, <laughs> I um, discovered The Office, like, two years ago, and... Uh, oh, wow. Well, you're ahead of me, because I still, I have not watched episodes of The Office either, so that's amazing. We we actually should hang out and watch TV, since we don't watch Friends or The Office. I d- so. Yeah, I guess we both just don't watch much TV. <laughs> All right, so next icebreaker. What is the dumbest accomplishment that you are most proud of? The dumbest? Gosh, I really don't know. Do you have one? Ooh, good question. Uh, dumbest accomplishment. Hmm. Uh, that might like that help a- me think about something. I know, now myself. that the tables are turned. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm probably the the fastest airport walker in the world. Like, I I don't think I've ever been passed in the airport. I, it's just a competitive nature. Even if I don't have a flight to catch, like, immediately, I still am going to outwalk everyone in the airport. That's pretty funny. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. It's pretty dumb. But you did it. I do it because I am highly competitive, even in walking against average people in the airport that are not Olympic athletes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they don't even know I'm racing them. And I'm totally racing them. I love that. I'm like quite, quite um, the scientist in the kitchen. And I, I oh. mean, I've done like experiment and I force. Oh, that's awesome. I force my husband to eat anything I make. <laughs> so. Yeah, I like that. So you're the opposite of me. Like when I'm cooking, I, I cannot change. If that recipe says two tablespoons of sugar, I'm going to use the, I'm going to measure it out. I am never going to guess it. I'm I'm by the book, so... Yeah. I kind of am by the book because I'm an engineer, so we're very, like, uh, logical. Oh. But I'm also a problem solver, so as I, like, diet or try to, you know, have more protein in my diet and things like that, like, I'll see a chocolate cake and I'm like, okay, I need to figure out how to do this with, like, wow. the right, like, macronutrients. So I need... Basically, you're saying I need to come over and have a meal. Yes, and they'll always pretty much be healthy. Unless awesome. it's Saturday night, then we go like crazy. Cheap meals, I'm all about that too. Okay, so have do you feel like you've already had your 15 minutes of fame? Uh, and for what? I mean, I think like uh, to answer that question, I guess 
for me, it's more like, I, I don't think I care about that. <laughs> I think I, you know, younger, it's like you, you're trying to prove yourself and everything. And as you get older, it's like, who are you proving yourself to? It's like so <laughs> silly. So I just want to help people and build something awesome. And uh, for the rest, I really don't care. It's, you know, it's fleeting. If I can I, get the fame to help more people, let's do that. But if, you know, nothing comes, uh, nothing comes for free. So if yeah, it's, that's such a good answer. That's, you know, that is really, truly humble. I'm totally vain and keep trying to get my 15 minutes and, uh, <laughs> failing miserably because I try to get it on Instagram and then yeah. I'm just getting older and older and my, you know, it's really hard to get those likes and I try to go on TikTok and the kids are all so young. So yeah, it's, I like your, I like your answer because it's, it's grounded me and it's, it's made me, it's shown me how shallow of a person I really am. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't change what you're not aware of. That's another thing. <laughs> I'm very thing. aware now, yes. so I'm, yeah, I'm going to definitely take your advice, and I think you've helped out a lot of people. So those are that's it for the icebreakers. Uh, love getting to know you a bit more. Uh, and we're all going to go cry for 10 minutes and uh, come back. <laughs> <laughs> so, Camille, I have to let the people know a little bit about yourself because some of these things I didn't even know. You, are, you were a former gymnast, which is incredible. It's the... Uh, that's such a hard sport. Um, you're considered one of CrossFit's most enduring athletes. In 2014, you earned a title of the fit- fittest woman on earth. And you finished in the top 10 in four out of your seven CrossFit uh, Games appearances. That is a lengthy, strong, uh, just legacy. We'll go with uh, that your nine appearance. <laughs> nine appearances? Yeah. Oh, I don't okay. know why. The stats are always up everywhere. And I'm like... Uh, not accurate, but still, it's still a very uh, it's still a very lengthy amount of time yeah. that you stay consistently in the top, yeah. uh, which is hard to do in sport. Um, and your twin sister recently competed in Tokyo and weightlifting for Team Canada. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just have to know, as a fellow Olympian, like what was that like for you watching her compete and uh, but not being able to actually watch her, uh, you know, in person because of COVID you had to stay back and watch back home. Yeah, you know, it was uh, definitely uh, an interesting situation because I was pregnant, the, I guess, in 2020. So mm-hmm. just like being pregnant and COVID was hitting and the Olympic were supposed to like still happen, there was pretty much no way I could go and do it because, you know, I was definitely a high risk and I was super sick during my pregnancy. So when they kind of push it back to the next year, I was stoked because <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll be able to go um, yeah. this time and then still couldn't go. But I think like, you know, on my side, being a professional athlete and seeing my sister going through all of this, I definitely had a different way of seeing it than just like the general population at home that don't understand like the the sacrifice and hard work that goes in. And now all the athletes, that are peaking for 2020 have to put one more year and try mm-hmm. to peak again, like, like maybe in three months, maybe in another three months. And, um, it was really, um, hard to see like my sister going through that because it was so much unknown. And I like just wanted her to be happy. And, uh, she injured herself so many times in like that year leading up to it. So, 
for me at home when I was watching her, I was like, I just like want you to like just enjoy the experience. Like, don't put pressure on yourself. Don't like you know try to play the hero. Just like be yourself, enjoy it, and you're an Olympian, and that by itself is a huge accomplishment. And that's what she did. So I, w- I was stoked, like in weightlifting. Um, and I mean, it, it, kind of like same thing for you, Lolo. Like your sport is so quick that it's like all this work, then like, boom, you're done. Like mm-hmm. my sport, at least it's five days. So if you like mess up on one of the events, like, uh, you know, you slap your... You can bounce back. Yeah, you slap yourself in the face and you get back on it. But this is like, this is it. Like you just... So, you know, weightlifting you need to make the lift and it's like three attempts and that's it. So I was just praying for her to get the score pretty much. I was like, just make two lift and we're like, mm-hmm. we're, we're so good in Olympian. That's it. And uh, yeah. she did. So I was super happy for her. Well, I love that you talked about how much it takes to, to go into an Olympic push and that, and that you were able to see what a lot of people didn't realize is trying to hold on for another one month or three months and just the unknowns. Uh, I think some of the Olympians that made uh, this team, uh, it was the hardest team to make just because of so many unknowns. Uh, it really uh, played a lot on their mental yeah. uh, you know, preparations and also their physical as well. So very good insight. Um, yeah. So yeah. And so, in Canada, I mean, I, I know all countries were different with COVID, but like in Canada, the gym were were closed so like everyone that were going to the olympic there was a point that they couldn't train like they could not go to any physical gym and get like coaching and they couldn't have their coach come to their house if they had the equipment like so it was like i mean it's like a lot how was your sister how was your sister weightlifting i mean i was personally hurtling my couch during covid (laughs) yeah Uh, because we didn't uh the tracks they closed the tracks they closed the gyms there was really nowhere Mm -hmm. to work out at well so so she would go to my parents uh garage because we have like equipment there since you know I was a professional athlete and then I moved out a long time ago but Mm -hmm. they also train so they just know that when we would come to visit we would have to train so they did kind of have what she needed but like I mean, you you do what you got to do, right? And that's it. Yeah. Well, uh, great answers. And the other thing that I have to share that um, I thought was so interesting about you is that you have a degree in chemical engineering. I think that that is... I don't even know how you pulled that off. I was trying to find the easiest degree as an athlete in college, and you literally chose one of the hardest, so... Yeah, I... um, You know, I started my degree... In engineering and that same year that's when I like kind of like started uh, doing CrossFit and when I started um, I was so broke like literally was stealing peanut butter from my my roommate to feed myself <laughs> and uh, I was like going really like I don't know to say so she would have noticed yeah, just a little bit yeah, I would go like in the same like crease that she <laughs> Oh, it's, I mean, again, you do what you have to do. And um, I used to use fitness as like kind of a, a stress reliever for me for like all the study and vice versa. And it, it was just, and also I had no money, so I didn't have a computer. I didn't have a phone. I got like a cell phone when I was like 23. 
which I think people now would be like, oh my god! And it was like a those little blackberry thing that was like oh, so yeah. tiny. Blackberry, hey, uh, I blackberry used to be my phone of choice, so I am not uh, definitely. Uh, discounting your BlackBerry skills or yeah was I was a late bloomer in the phone age too so I get it uh, yeah but yeah it's very frustrating for your friends now that that grow have grown up on phones and it's like a phone is attached I wouldn't even know how to survive without a phone anymore like I don't I don't think I could could you yeah definitely you could oh yeah I mean, I I love the idea of people not being able to reach me and having my quiet time and spending time with my family and not what if there's an emergency though? That's what I that's what oh, I like. Yeah, the most. Like, yeah. I mean, if there's an emergency, like, like I would I would tire. take like, it. I don't know, but I, yeah, I need to call someone. Oh man, Lolo, we need to help you. Like, <laughs> we need to we need to teach you some life skill here. Yeah, flat tire. I'm calling someone. Dinner. Calling someone. Uh, that's yeah, the phone on my phone. Everything's on my phone. What do I? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, coming back to the question, like I I started like I guess. CrossFit when I was in school so for me it was like kind of together that it started and uh, I like would use like the the mindset for both like if I can study a full chapter and get through it like I can get through my workout type of deal and vice versa mm-hmm. so I really like this like one was challenging myself like you know mentally and the other one physically and then I just became obsessed so um but it was Sorry, hard. I got distracted because your your gorgeous kid just came through the background. I was I like, know. ah, baby. <laughs> She's awesome. Yeah. How old is she now? Uh, one. Oh, I don't even know. What is her name? Zoe. Zoe. Great, great name. One year. Oh, my gosh. So what's the most uh, amazing thing? They're probably changing so fast paced at this age. What's like what's her thing right now that she's learning how to do or testing out her her body right oh, now? Oh, gosh. She's uh, affirming herself a lot right now. So like she's aware <laughs> that, you know, if you put her down and she yells like we know. It's almost oh, so like it's she, almost so bedtime right now. Yeah, so, that's so why she, she knows right now it's bedtime and she's like just fighting it. Yeah, she hates sleeping. Like, she's so scared oh. of missing out on everything. Um, but she does a lot of funny things. She, like, plays peekaboo right now. So she'll put, like, a blanket and she, like, looks at you. She tries to climb on everything and she, like, licks my face and she thinks it's funny. Aw, <laughs> so cute. It's awesome. All right, Camille. So I've followed you for many years on Instagram. I followed your CrossFit journey and I've just been totally inspired by seeing that. And now you're transitioning to other things. Uh, but I've always wondered as an Olympic athlete, uh, what the difference between uh, competing for the Olympics and our sports versus cro- CrossFit, because CrossFit looks incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just learned earlier when you were talking about it, it's a five day competition, which is brutal. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't really have that in uh you know we'll have uh the decathlon is a two-day event and then swimming if you have multiple events you can compete over a course of like Mm -hmm. seven to ten days but i what do you think the the biggest differences are i mean now that your sister is an olympian that you can kind of see and compare to your sport yeah i think one of the biggest differences is that you know for us it's every year so like Every year, like, you, like, get to be seen at, like, the biggest competition, and, like, there's, like, eyes on you every year, which is, you know, part of it is great to build, like, uh, branding and, like, notoriety in the sport and all of that stuff, Um, but the downside of that is that it's, it's 
so much like there's never a break like you yes. compete at the highest level then like have this like post-competition depression that like takes a month or two out of your life and like two months later you're already back trying to qualify for the next year so if you get injured like if anything happens it, the turnaround is so fast and so consuming like mentally and physically um but at least you have a shot every year. So if you're going to peak, like, you know, for mm -hmm. example, at the Olympic, you have four years and you're peaking like two years before the Olympic. And then like something happened, like, or you get hurt the year of the Olympic, like it's a long time yeah. to come back. So and wait. it's like heartbreaking. And you might have missed, you know, your, your peak physical like window of like you know when I was for example 27 that's when like my body was like primed to be the best and then hormones change and things happen and and I definitely saw that like with my sister um because in 2020 she was like breaking all the Canadian record and she was doing amazing and uh when she got to the Olympics she went to the Olympic with like five cortisone shot in her hips and her back oh, wow. and was like 20 kilo from her best ever. And it was almost just like surviving and just represent the country well. And, uh, and I think we've seen that with a lot of uh, athletes in, you know, America, Canada, all over the world that the previous year, you're like, Ooh, definitely like got a huge shot at a medal. And then the, you know, 2021 20, happened and you're like, they like finish like 12th and you're like, wow, it's like, so I think there's like good and bad about it. Um, the good is that you're kind of always there and the bad is you're kind of always there. Yeah. It's, it's consuming. There's no life. There's no break. Yeah. I mean, you're right about that. I mean, some sports uh, do have world championships every year. Like I'm in bobsled and we have a world championships every year. It's not the Olympics, but we do have a chance to compete mm -hmm. at a high event every year. Um, and there's not, like you said, there's not much turnaround by the time the season ends, you get like a month and then you're like back at it again. But the difference is, you know, we're, it's a two day competition. It's not a five day competition, mm -hmm. which, uh, has to be, uh, immensely grueling on just, mm -hmm. uh, total aspects of just mental, physical training. So, yeah. Um, and the other thing, um, about like what I, I mean, what I, I did in CrossFit is um, you don't know what you're doing, which I think it's a huge difference between any Olympic sport and this is like you like get ready for an unknown test. So like at the CrossFit game, you never know what you're going to be tested on. So it might be uh, a one rep max deadlift into, you know, a 800 as fast as you can, like 800 meter as fast as you can. And then the next year you're like swimming a mile and you're doing like, you know, pull up, handstand walk and backflip. Like, so you're like getting ready for so much unknown and you're almost hoping it like falls in line. Yeah. Well, there's an event like that in the Olympics. It's actually, uh, I don't know if you were aware of, especially it happened in Tokyo. There's a, the one involving it's like uh the modern pentathlon and so they have all these different events and yes they can prepare for the events just like you can pre prepare in crossfit but the difference is like they can't pick their horses so there was a huge debacle mm. at the tokyo games because a german athlete uh had you only get 20 minutes to establish a relationship with your horse and you're not you've never met this horse before and this german athlete was winning gold medal great position to win gold medal and 
the horse just would not take to her. Like, refused, like, just very, very stubborn. And the, the athlete was in tears. And, um, yeah, she it cost her the medal. So you can't prepare for that. I'm, you know? I'm laughing, but I, I'm sure it was horrible for her. But Oh, it was horrible. Gosh, we need to make a whole, like, TV show about that. That's, like, uh, that's well, like golden yeah. content right there. No, no, it will actually turn out really bad for her because that's her so coach weird. told her to kick the horse. And <gasps> then, like, yeah. So then it became viral, this German athlete kicking her horse. Or not really her horse, but the horse that she was given. That's insane. Yeah. So yeah, it was not a good scenario for Germany. The athlete, the they they're calling now to change the whole event. But the the one thing I will say about that event that I like that you know, and it's really and I like with CrossFit is the unknown because that really does show the adaptability mm-hmm. an athlete can have. And the mental toughness to adapt within a competition. And so yeah, um, I think it's really cool. So. Now that you've kind of explained more about CrossFit, I just have to personally ask you, and I already know my answer. Uh, do you think CrossFit should be an Olympic event? No, I don't think so. No? No. <laughs> Why not? It's too vague. It's too, like, it's so, like, like even now, like, it's been around, like, if, a really, really long time, the CrossFit game, and they're still changing the rule every year, oh. and they're still, like, okay. the standard are never, like, the, the same. same, and it's, there's just so much, and also, I, you know, CrossFit is a company, so you need to keep that in mind. It's not, like, mm-hmm. regulated by, uh, you know... Anything, yeah. A- anything, like, it's, it's still, it's mostly... You know, at at its core, it's entertainment and, like, a company that tries to sell, like, you know, fitness to people. So, it... So, yeah, that's a great answer. I mean, so you think... You don't think UFC should ever be in the Olympics either then, huh? I don't think... I don't think, like, UFC, but, like, the sport itself is the regulation and the standard or, like... UFC is different because it's the same thing. Like, they always... But don't they own the rights to cage fighting? Yes, but like what I mean by that is that it's always a fight, right? It's like someone they both fight and someone wins. And CrossFit is like like they bring new movements and then they're not sure what the standard of the movement is and like then they change the standard next time because it didn't look like what they wanted it to look and then the I'm sorry, I'm distracted by your dogs that are UFC fighting in the background. <laughs> they they got the assignment. I, d- I just think it's too vague. And, I, you know, I don't think, like, the that UFC, the, the business, should be at the Olympic. But, like, the fighting as a sport, yes. Yes. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, to me, it it's does. like the so company I guess, shouldn't, like, be No, no, I, that wasn't the question. I'm sorry. That was a bad question on my end. For sure, don't think, like, CrossFit or UFC will ever because the Olympics would never allow that. But uh, the sport, for sure. And I like how you said that UFC is regulated. It's the same. You know it's going to be a fight. So it's different from CrossFit where you're saying that they're constantly changing the rules. And I did not know that because I'm, I'm still learning more about your sport. So uh, very interesting take because before you just explained that, I would have said personally that I think CrossFit should be an Olympic Games. But after you're saying that they don't, they're still changing the rules, then now it can't because the, the competitions that have been in the Olympics, the rules have been pretty much unchanged for ages. And that's what it allows you have that uh, you can compare and say, oh, this person won this Olympic medal with, you know, this time or this standard. 
and they did it 20, 30 years ago. But if you're saying that they're always moving the bar, then I totally agree with you. I mean, if you just look at, the, like, there's no CrossFit game that I've done that the event were the same. So how are you testing, like, that? Because there, there's, like, intangible, like, component that you're testing when you compete in CrossFit. And part of it is mental toughness and adaptab adaptability of the athlete and just, like, being able to get through the whole grueling weekend. But now if you're always giving them the same exact task, we're like removing a huge component of like variance and like being surprised and seeing like, you know, we've never asked the athlete to like, uh, I don't know, do like, a, like walk on their hand into a backflip. So who can do it? Who's going to be able to like just show up and on the flip of a switch, like show how athletic they are and that they've been working on like, things yeah. that you never thought of so you can't like like you would have to remove all of that at the olympic and now it would become a test that is like hopefully the best way to test something but then that's all the athlete would do you would only practice those like you know five to fifteen events and like specifically now bias your training towards that well now like when you train for crossfit you're biasing towards certain things that you know are always going to be there, right? You need obviously like uh, uh, endurance, you need strength, you need like uh, um, coordination, balance, accuracy, like you need all those things and there's specific way of training that enhance those skill, um, but you're still like practicing random sport on the side in order to maybe be ready if they ask you to kayak. Yeah. Well, I love that answer. Um, anybody who doesn't really know much about that now, uh, I feel very well-versed in it. So thank you so much for explaining that. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. No wonder we call it live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. So Camille, I, you've had probably a ton of successes over your career. What would you say is your biggest one? I think like so far my biggest one is my family, like my husband and my baby. Just I think like being able to... Uh, go through a lot of really, really hardship uh, with my husband and just both growing as better people together. Like that for me is my biggest thing. Um, I feel so lucky that I'm married with my best friend. Um, well, like how long have you guys been together and where, when did you guys meet? So we've been married for nine years and uh, we met through um, a competition in Tahoe and uh, I thought he was a jerk. <laughs> Yeah, we just never stop being together. But uh, I think like nurturing like relationship that that makes you grow is uh, is a, a much underrated accomplishment because there's no medal that come from it. There's no fame and everyone can fake that they have a great relationship. But like everyone who's been with someone for this long, they understand like the work behind the scene and what it involves. And uh I think like that's something to be able to do that with someone and uh, yeah. 
That's, That's incredible. my real yeah, biggest I definitely, accomplishment. Look, I'm not married, but uh, I can't even make a two-month relationship work. So <laughs> nine years is and uh, very long. Yeah. <laughs> well, they also I know. have, I mean, it has to be the right person. Like, I'm not saying, yeah. like, if you're in an abusive relationship, try to make it work and call it an accomplishment. Like, I'm, I'm very lucky that I'm married to my best friend and we're both willing to grow together. Yeah. But it's work. When I, I actually still to hit you up for more relationship advice since you guys obviously have the keys to success. So uh. <laughs> you might not like some of my answer. <laughs> hey, if it gets me out of the single streets, I'm yeah. listening. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, if we're talking about your biggest success, which is having a healthy relationship, uh, nine years married, family, uh, what would you say is like one of the hardest, like your biggest failure? I mean, failure is an interesting word because um, I think like success is just like when you try to get pregnant and uh, you get effed a lot of time before it works and sometimes it doesn't work. So those are the failure, right? Uh, mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, failure or lesson, but definitely like some of the hardest one I've been like in my business and like not seeing certain behavior from other people happening or even with like, um, you know, when you're a professional athlete, like people are trying to take advantage of you and you're all nice and then you don't realize what's really going on behind the scene. Um, so I developed obviously a lot of awareness having to go through like some really, really horrible things. Um, I think um, in sport, like, Every time I, I failed, it's been like a catalyst for like better for me for growth and same thing in my business because it's always lesson learned. Um, yeah, <laughs> like I've, I mean, and I've done things that I like I, I was a professional athlete at like 20 years old, which is like is so young and, you know, there's so much to learn and. I think like looking back, there's just like moment that I've like reacted a certain way or I was a version of myself that like, you're like, just never, <laughs> right? You're like never again. Like I just, you know, almost wish I could, I could take it away. But at the same time, it was important. So I could see that this is not the person I want to be. And then you change and you grow. So I think like those are like what in myself, I, I like consider like, kind of failure I don't believe that failure is like um like like doing poorly in a competition like that that's not a, a failure you just didn't show up eh? or like I think often people um show up to compete and like they expect a miracle and and that just always like made me laugh like I just never understood that like every time you know, I would go for like the CrossFit game qualification. I would always have people come to me and be like, I'm, I'm going to beat you. And I would just be, okay, do it. Like, <laughs> but it's like, and then they would like expect something. Like, for example, like, you know how fast you can run, like, and you know what's your best. And like the miracle would be like running your best or like slightly tiny, tiny faster than that. But people showing up with like expectation of all of a sudden I'm going to, you know, do a personal best of like 50 pound on like a squat and like win the event. It's like, I just like, I don't know. I'm very realistic, I guess. So, um, you know, if you put the work in and you know, if you didn't and like, like just show up and, and you know, 
Like I've had like regional where I had food poisoning and like, you know, another regional like grandma got a stroke and like there's just like been like things that has happened and I still showed up and I, I don't know. Yeah, failure is interesting. Like I think how people see what as a failure. Like if I messed up in an event, I was just not ready for that. So go back home, like pull back the drawing board and like, Let's not have it happen again. Hmm. I like it. You basically are just wanting people to remove failure from the vocabulary, from their voc- vocabulary, which is strong. I think uh, I'm, I agree with you. I feel like the failures I've had, I've just used as life lessons or just ways to get better or just just get sharper in mm-hmm. um, that, in regards to whatever I needed to get sharper in. Yeah, so. I feel like failure comes with like an uh, like kind of a connotation of like shameful. Like you should feel bad that you didn't win, and it's like. What? Like this, like this one winner. Do you know how hard it is? <laughs> like, and like, you're gonna, you're never gonna achieve that win unless you like fail a million times first, because without failing, you don't know where you rank. Mm. So it's like, how are you supposed, like, like, for example, like, um, I guess like my business now is like helping people transform their body. And how do you know what's gonna work for you? If you don't do some things that might not work and then you can like take those data, assess the data and then keep moving forward. And it's kind of the same thing in like business and in in training and in everything. It's like, okay, I'm doing this new strain program and I'm like being very like curious about it. I'm trying to learn about it. I'm like following all the data and it's not working okay, let's go back. Let's see why it didn't work. It was too much volume. It was too much of this. It was paired with like not enough of that. I didn't eat enough. And then you can like move on. It's like this little puzzle that you're always trying to solve, but you're going to take a lot of wrong paths before like you get the right path. And sometimes the right path, it just like falls on you. And some people think it's luck and you're like, no, 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 it's not luck. I took like a thousand paths and then I finally took the right one and I wasn't sure, but you know, it was it. So yeah, that's kind of how I see it. I love it. I can see now why you won most enduring athlete for sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm picking up some good tips here myself. So, uh, I mean, honestly, I failed over and over for sure in my career mm-hmm. and, uh, it's definitely shown me how to win. So I yeah. love that. I think like the one thing that's really hard though, especially these days with social media and people like feeling like they are allowed to be so involved in your life is that they love to try to tell you how you could have done something better or like judge you tremendously for what you're doing. And it's like, unless you're in the arena and you know what people are putting in, like it's not a failure. It's like, like you go ahead and come like race and you, there's something I think very um, impressive and that we need to bring more attention to. And it's raising people for just showing up because it takes tremendous courage to just show up and compete and like whatever doesn't, you know, to like go back to school when you're older to like even just go to school to like be willing to put yourself in a position of like learning and growth. It like really takes courage. And um, 
I, I don't know why. I think maybe it's like jealousy. Like people wish they did it. They wish they like kept pushing and they're like, oh, this uh, oh, Camille's old news. Uh, she's never <laughs> going to compete again. And it's like, well, if you knew me, you would know that I don't want to. <laughs> like, yeah. and I don't care. So it's not, you know, but I don't know why it's like trying to like, I don't know. I'm not like that. So I guess that's why I don't get it. Maybe. I have definitely noticed a transition, as you talked about on social media, about people wanting to just be uh, like flaunting the failures more than like the successes. And uh, like even I saw in track and field, I run the hurdles, which Mm -hmm. is one of the most uh, uh, technical events because Mm -hmm. anything can happen. You can hit any of those hurdles. And I sometimes feel like half of our fans were watching to see us you know, run a great track race. But then there's a lot of times I felt a lot of them were there just to see who's going to hit a hurdle, who's going to fall on the track, who's going to have this nasty freaking fall. Uh, So totally understand what you're saying. And uh, it's definitely more people are just feel very comfortable on social media, just giving their two cents. And uh, I just really am inspired by what you said about it takes a lot of courage just to show up. Mm-hmm. just to just show up just to take that first step and put yourself out there not even saying like hey we're not even at the part where we're like okay I can win or not it's just like I'm gonna try this you know that's mm-hmm. a very uh fearful thing and um I always have this thing in my my workouts for track and field uh uh usually the hardest steps and when we my coach gives us a workout and it's a really long running workout the hardest steps are the first steps and the last step, yep, because agree. the first step is you have all this anxiety of like, oh, my gosh, is this workout going to hurt? Is it going to break me? Do yeah. I have the mental toughness? Do I have the physical toughness? And then the last step, because you're trying to finish, yeah. <laughs> you know, so just like you said, uh, getting started and, you know, a lot of people are always like, oh, I want to get in shape. Like, what's your biggest mm-hmm. what's uh, your biggest advice to me? And I'm like go to the gym, just take Mm -hmm. the first step. And just, even if you don't work out, like I don't even give them a workout at first. I'm like, just go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Cause half of the time they stop before they even get out the door Mm -hmm. and they don't even put on the workout clothes. They don't even want to go to the gym. Like, it's just like, go to the gym. Just tell yourself, I'm just going to go to the gym. This is going to be my, this is going to be my goal. And then start building up from there. So yeah, love your advice about um, just showing up. I think like, like it, people who judge themselves, like, like judge others a lot um but like like for example when I go to the gym like I just do my thing and I grunt and I'm like I just don't care like I just (laughs) do my thing right and uh and and I'm like the number one person who would never judge someone else like like I said like if someone show up to the gym I'm like hell yes you're doing you like and it's but like also like it's like that person again like it always impressed me because you just show up there and people are going to be sitting and looking and it's like anything that you do and when you push and when you put your you know yourself further and further ahead there's more and more people that just sit and watch and then Mm -hmm. like try to tell you everything that you're doing wrong and it's like like, you don't know because you're not with me doing it. Like, and I'm following, you know, my, my data and my, my progress and all of that. But it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, but I think the bottom line is just to understand that, like, it's your life. So who cares? Do your own life and keep going. <laughs> That's what Love I'm it. the most scared of to go to bed and be like, I didn't do this because this, like, you know, 
random person on the internet, like, uh, you know, made me feel bad about something silly that is not a, a real insecurity, but because they brought it up all of a sudden, like, I'm like, is this a bad thing? It's like, wait, just do your thing. Just live your <laughs> life. All right. Now we're going to go back in time and I uh, got to know, where did you grow up? And also, <laughs> what was your first memory of success in any sport? Yeah, so I grew up in a super small town, so small that when I was about 12, they merged my town into another town because there wasn't enough people. Oh, God. <laughs> so Did you guys have a stoplight? It was, was it that small? Um, no, I don't think there was one. And like, it was like, like a couple of streets and like farms. <laughs> and there was like definitely more cows than like people. Um, <laughs> and then we merged into the, the yeah. I, I legit think it was like two or three street. Um, but first memory of success, I think is like way different and definitely forged me in a different way because we were such a small town. Like I played every um, uh, sports in my school pretty much. And uh, we were bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> we were bad. Like, we always lost. And uh, I think well, like, did you guys have enough people on your team? I mean, if it's such a small yeah, town, no, we did. But like, I mean, like almost every girls were part of the team. Yeah. Right? Uh, we were so bad. And, uh, you know, I think like for me, my first memory of success was just understanding that success came with the work you put in and not with the output. And that was mm -hmm. What I had to hold on to because we literally always lost. So <laughs> it was like, okay, how do I stop getting frustrated for like killing myself on the field all the time? And it was like, okay, I'm just like, if I have like, you know, a really good game, um, good. Like I, you know, I did my job and, uh, yeah, that was, that's like kind of what I remember, like as far as I can go from sport was that. And then at a point, I started winning at other things, but it yeah. always came back to effort, which was what matters the most to me up to this day is effort and like mindset. You're well, you're doing a lot of healing for me right now. I mean, cause I've definitely had, I mean, I've gone to three Olympics and never medaled, but your definition definition of success is effort. Uh, I mean, that makes me extremely proud of my accomplishments, even though I don't have an Olympic medal. So I think that you're going to provide some healing with people on that one. Good. Uh, and you said you actually went on to become successful in other things. So do you remember your first co CrossFit competition experience? Yeah, I did. Which is, it's so funny because, again, I'm from such a small town. So at first I couldn't, like when I qualified for my first CrossFit game, I couldn't go because I couldn't pay for my travel to get there. So uh, my whole family pitched in so we could go. And uh, um, when I went there, it was like the biggest thing ever, right? And I, I, oh, I was so nervous. And um, when, I, when I used to be nervous, I would like always place my shirt, like just make sure my shirt, my shirt. So before the first event, my twin was my coach, which is hilarious. She was <laughs> literally just like trying to look at all the guys. <laughs> and uh, I remember she was like, give me your shirt. And I was like, what? You want me to go in a sport bra? And she was like, you're not placing your freaking shirt like on the field. So I was like, fine. So I, I remember I gave her my shirt and I was like, you know, 
super young and I was going to show my body on top of everything else. And um, I walked in the stadium and I was like, there's so many people. And there was like 200 person, which is nothing. (laughs) Like it was completely empty now looking back. And I just remember like it gave me back then like it just like this like huge amount of hope that I could do like so much more. Mm-hmm. like with my life it was like there there is more out there than like where I grew up and like the thing I've been exposed to and that was like a huge callus of like belief and hope that you can always be more and more and uh that yeah that was my first were you memory. successful in it like how'd you do were you like I did amazing oh <laughs> yeah I did great <laughs> I did great. There's, you know, there's something um, about like no expectation and just like, hmm. like wanting to be your best and that you end up being your best. And then it's funny because you go back and back and you realize that as you change and you start putting pressure on yourself, like truly you have to go back to that first time and just enjoy yourself, have fun and like go with no expectation and just do your best. And then you do that and you're like, here we go. <laughs> I did it. No, I don't know if anybody's ever told you, but you are incredibly wise. You're dropping a lot of little nuggets here for anybody who's struggling, uh, whether that's in business or sport. So I uh, really appreciate some of the knowledge you're dropping, especially, I mean, even me, I mean, I'm a, I mean, I've been an athlete 18 years and some of these things you're talking about are good reminders for myself to just go back to first time competing just to remove the the pressure off because you can get stuck in that you can get stuck in the expectation so it does help relieve a lot of a weight mm-hmm. and then you can perform better yeah the expectations are hard though I mean when you become a professional athlete because it's almost like people don't I don't think people realize that at home but there's like a point that you're providing not just for yourself or like at least trying to but all of a sudden you're providing for a lot of other people's family and like there's like the pressure from like you know the the company itself that they want you there because you bring you know people to come watch like agent that like mm-hmm. want you to have more sponsor because you pay the bill like sponsor that like want you to be there because you bring you know more view on them and like th- there's a point where like you almost lose yourself because everyone is asking so much out of you and like, even though it's great, because that's how I paid my bill and everything. And I really love my sponsor. Like most of them are, were amazing. They still had some bad apple here and there where you learn your lesson, sadly. Um, but the, the pressure just changed as you move on. Cause it's like, there's like some people out there, not all of them, obviously, but they just want to take and you're like, wait, like, do you want me to win or do you want me to like do more like, you know, on like all this other side that I don't truly care about. So it gets weird. And as you grow older, that's where you need to like come back to the drawing board and be, wait, who I, who am I? What do I want to do? Okay, here we go. And then you do way better and everyone's happy. Mm -hmm. Great advice. Great advice all this knowledge you drop in. So who taught you your early, earliest lessons of success and failure? Um, and like, what did they tell you? When I was 18, I got like a beer, a big car accident. And um, mm-hmm. I like opened my head and I was followed by a, a neurologist for like a year. Wow. And um, I was really scared, like 
to lose a lot of my like intelligence. So that was like the same year that I was like starting like the next, I guess that year was like the year prior of me starting chemical engineering. And I was so scared to fail because I could tell I was like a little slower. Um, and I just started to work so hard because I was so scared of not being enough um, that I ended up like my first year of having like one of the best grade. And then that work translated also in my, um, that, that was also my first year I started to do CrossFit. And I think like that was just a huge lesson of like really like when you work hard and like you're disciplined and dedicated, like you, you can do anything. You really can. So basically it was, you're saying you taught yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, that's I love that answer because I think we all need a little bit of self motivation to through fear to really and push an, ourselves. You know, yeah, through fear and anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> through fear and sometimes those are great motivators. And like again, like I was from a super small town, and there was like no professional athlete there. There was like no one I could like really like like be like. Except that, except my parents used to work a ton. Like my dad had two jobs and were four kids and my mom would like work full time and take care of us. And like they sacrifice a lot. So I guess I learned hard work and sacrifice by seeing them doing it all the time. But like that, that belief that you can do anything like that happened later. Like I think like kind of with that accident and then. Mm -hmm. Followed like that next year was the year I qualified for my cross, my first CrossFit game. And then I had good grade at my school. And it was, it was just like such a, a shift of mindset that like, like hard work, like, like is really the key to a lot. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I've definitely run against a lot of talented athletes and more talented than me. And yeah. I just, just honed in on working hard. The trying to make sure I took no shortcuts yep. and uh, being able to beat those athletes that were more talented than me mm -hmm. uh, just uh, was a solid foundation for working hard really does help you to achieve so much that you can't do in your own strength. So I, yes, I, I just think anyone can, I mean, almost anyone can do anything. There's also a, I think a part that is like uh, trying to discover like your gift, which because there's like, I feel like I've, I did every sport, right? I think like when I, I used to do gymnastic and when I stopped, I was just like, what's next? Like, what's going to spark something in me? And I think it's important to like also grab that. Like when you find that nugget of passion, of spark, like really just go all in and put your hard work there. Because, um, yeah, if you want to be, you know, I don't know. If you're like, I want yeah. to be a singer, it's going to be amazing. And, uh, and you don't really have a spark and you're more looking into like the, you know, the fame or like the views or something like that. It's like, I just don't see how like it's going to connect because you need like a tremendous amount of, of passion and, and you need to be like obsessed. <laughs> like you need to be addicted to your craft, mm -hmm. I think, in order to like sustain the, the mundane and, amount of work because it's not I, I don't think people understand what it is like that the work I'm talking about it's, it's so mundane it's so boring it's like super disciplined but I don't think it is because in my head it's always like uh, like for example like if I would 
every time I would work out, it would be like, what if I put my hand just like slightly out here? And then like, I would be, oh, okay, I can feel like it's going more in my lat and less here. So if I do a workout that's paired with like deadlift that use more my lat, like let's go with my hand more narrow because then I'll use more bicep and then I'll rest my lat for this. And then if I do this workout and I'm squatting and I'm running, like running is really taxing on my hamstrings. So if I squat with my feet more narrow, it's going to go in my quad. And then you just like keep like, it's like this constant like in your head. Attention like detail. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's hard to do if you don't have like the tremendous passion and curiosity for it. Like, like to me, that was super exciting. And for mm -hmm. other people, they just think if you it's show boring. up and just put the work in, it's going to happen. But it's more than just the work. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to explain like, no, you explained it great. Right it's word. definitely attention to detail for sure. And you have to have passion. Otherwise, what is boring seems boring. So yeah, it becomes this like huge, huge, like uh, chore, chores, chores. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to say that word. Not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but this is one of my favorite questions to ask. What is your best advice and worst advice anyone has ever given you? So I think worst advice is pretty much anyone who don't know what they're talking about coming into your world. But uh, I had some uh, a good one, like uh, like you shouldn't stop. Um. Like when, like when you compete, like, you know, you stop because you're literally dying and you can't breathe. And they're like, you know, if you didn't stop, you would have won. You're like, no shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or like, uh, I had like, uh, do what you're doing, but better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Was this your sister coaching you when she was checking out the guys? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, pretty much. That, that could have 100% been her. Yeah. Um, uh, best advice, I, I had a lot of good one. The, one of the best one ever um, was from my husband. Um, there's something about like, like when I won the CrossFit game, very scary about being about to achieve your goal, like very scary because that's the thing you're running towards all this time and it's about to come and you're like, what's going to happen <laughs> like on the other side of this? Because that's what I've been like going after for like, you know, a really long time at that point. And he told me, allow yourself to be great. And it was mm -hmm. like, just this like, like, um, does this like, it's okay. Like it's okay to achieve. It's okay to be great. Like, yeah, you, like you can just go. And, uh, and that was definitely something that helped me a ton after being willing to start my business, being willing to start anything that I like to do because it's okay. You're allowed mm -hmm. to like be happy. You're allowed to be great. You're allowed to do things for yourself. Like you're allowed to forgive yourself. You're allowed to uh, forgive like a version of yourself that you used to be like, and, and just like this allowance, like it was the first time that someone told me like, you can allow yourself to, and it was like, oh, like light bulb in my head. And <laughs> then, and then I, I was great. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Camille, it has been so much fun having you on the podcast and um, as well as your daughter in the background. Yes, she's the <laughs> And I honestly got so much inspiration from this conversation and I know a lot of other people will as well. Thank you for ha- coming on here. Thank you.